This episode is brought to you by Veridesk. Veridesk makes office furniture simple. Seriously. Everyone probably knows their height adjustable stand-up desk. I use it every day in my video production business. It was really the first step to create a happier, healthier me because I was sitting all the time, losing circulation, and standing up just feels a lot healthier. Today, Veridesk has a full line of furniture and accessories for the office or the classroom, and they make it easy to order, assemble, and change around as you need it. You really got to check them out. Just go to veridesk.com forward slash behind the brand and take a look. Hi, I'm Magic Johnson. Today I'm here with the one and only Magic Johnson. Magic, thanks for giving a little uh, time to us. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Um, you know, a lot of people who watch this show, they're entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And so I want to maybe impart a little bit of advice to them today. What's some of the best and worst advice you've ever gotten? Well, I think the best advice um, was from Howard Schultz, who uh, CEO of Starbucks, who said, hey, always make your business about the customer. Uh, always put the customer first. And, um, and I think that because of that advice, I've been always customer-focused, customer-focused, and customer-focused. And uh, uh, the worst advice, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, a lot of times what happens when you get advice, you play it and put it in to your own game plan and see if it works. And if it don't, then you just, you know, throw it out. So I, I listen to a, a little bit of everybody, and then I see if it works within my brand and within my company. And once I figure that out, then I either either keep it in and keep it in my strategy, or I just like, again throw it out. Let's go back to Starbucks for just a second. So you had a lot to do with getting Howard and Starbucks into the city, right? Yeah, it's, how did you manage to do that? How did you convince him that that was a good idea? And tell us kind of how you, tell us that story of how you kind of tailor-made uh, <laughs> Starbucks for the city area. Well, I think that what, what happened was, you know, when you think about the spending power of minorities, uh, first you got over a trillion dollar spending power from African Americans, another uh, over a trillion dollar spending power from Latinos. And so I said, look, you're missing a spending power and and this diverse of uh, diversity of people who want and love Starbucks, but they have to travel 30, 40 minutes outside of their community. And so I told Howard, I said, you make a lot of money and make a customer base happy by putting it right in their own community. And right now, the growth of your business have to be through minorities. And so he looked at it and uh, took it to his board and and they said, okay, did and we built 125 Starbucks. Now he's built thousands in urban America. Then we had to tweak it just a little bit because we, you know, eat different desserts than everybody else. And yeah, so, maybe you don't have scones. And, <laughs> exactly, right? in urban America. And so we What'd tweaked you put in it. Of scones? Uh, sweet potato pie, pound cake, things that resonate with the urban customer base. Yeah. And it was a huge hit. And then we changed the music and put soft R&B and in my Starbucks and so it made it feel like home so it was a home away from home experience and one thing great about uh, Howard he wanted to make it a, a local coffee house Starbucks out of a local coffee house and we were able to do that that's awesome so back to the that worst advice mm-hmm. um, you know a lot of us when we're doing whatever business venture we've got we don't know how long to give this great idea until right. we cut bait or we quit or pivot 
how do we know? What are some indicators to know whether or not this thing's working or is it not working or we should keep it up or not keep it up? It's always a tough thing to know. Yeah, it is because, you know, you have to decide, uh, first of all, how long you can actually stay in if it's not uh, turning a profit. <laughs> yeah. If it's not cash flowing, you have to say, okay, I can only stay in this long. And you have to know when to exit. But also, too, you know, you may see it turning. And maybe you say, okay, in two more years, this thing will be turning a profit. And then I'll be okay. So it's, it's up to the individual more than somebody giving you some advice. Um, I know for me, you know, I, I always invest where there's already demand. I don't try to create demand, right? And then there was no competition. So when I looked at urban America and the landscape, I knew there was no competition. There was high demand. And then there was spending power. So those things were important for me. I'll add one more thing to that. And and you had street credit. Oh, yeah. No question about it. You know, people knew my brand already. And they trusted my brand. And they were loyal to my brand. And then, you know, they just came in. And, and I built them a first-rate building. And I bought the best of the best retailers to Urban America. So that worked out great. That was great. Um, what do you think gets people stuck? You know, whether it's I'm stuck in a job that I hate or I'm stuck in a bad relationship <laughs> or I'm stuck in a bad deal. Um, sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes it's physical. And you yeah. maybe bring in some of your athletic experience to this. Mm -hmm. What do you think gets people stuck? Well, I think because, you know, sometimes uh, people uh, know what that is, right? So, <laughs> well, it may be bad, but I'm think they're thinking I, that's the unknown out there, right? And so they get stuck in, like you said, a bad relationship or uh, they don't have confidence in themselves. Yeah. And, and a lot of times that's what happens or in business confidence in your business plan or your business strategy or somebody told you oh that's bad or you can't make it now if I would have listened to everybody that told me I couldn't go from the basketball court to the boardroom I would still <laughs> be probably just in basketball and not doing anything in business and because a lot of people tried to shoot my dreams down but I believed in myself and my business strategy did, did any of that Maybe, you know, some people call it, like, I'm a realist, mm -hmm. or some, you might look at it as negative feedback, whatever. Did any of that come from your inner circle, like your family or your friends, or was it all from the outside, like Wall Street telling you, like, mm -hmm. you're an athlete, you know, stick mm -hmm. to sports, that kind of, you're the sports guy, you're the basketball guy. It was both. Yeah? <laughs> it was both. Some friends thought, no way you can make it, no way you're going to be a businessman. And then Wall Street definitely never thought I could make it, you know, in business. But again, you know, I love when people say I can't do something. So that made me go out and research harder and, and, and longer, make sure I had all the right numbers, make sure my business plan was really tight. And so once I got everything together, then I was able to go out and execute. And you must be able to execute. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you can't get caught up in what everybody else thinks. You have to understand, hey, I've been through it. I ran the numbers. I see what my competition is doing. I see what, you know, I have to do in terms of to make it. I know my break-even point. I know my profit point. 
and just also hire people who are smarter than yourself, right? Yeah. That can help you really go out and execute your game plan. Last question. Um, let's talk about impact a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, what do you do if you're not born Magic Johnson mm -hmm. with natural gifts, right. physical and emotional? Mm -hmm. Let's face it. I mean, I think just watching you through the years, mm -hmm. uh, outsider looking in, a lot of that was you know mm -hmm. emotional. Mm -hmm. It was intelligence, mm -hmm. and that's how you won games. That's mm -hmm. how you got things done. Mm -hmm. Of course, you had the physical abil right. abilities, but yeah. what do you say to the guy or the girl who's not born? With those obvious physical uh, abilities mm -hmm. about making an impact, you know, mm -hmm. I can practice shooting, you know, all day long. I'm never going to be Magic Johnson. Right. What do I do? But you're going to be yourself because I don't have some of their gifts. <laughs> you see, so you're blessed with gifts, and you have to figure out what they are. I guess my question about impact is, how do you go about finding what those gifts are, exploring those passions? Well, I think that you should first of all reach deep inside yourself. What are you passionate about? Right? And, and everybody knows what they're passionate about and what they love. And then go out and say, okay, this is what I want to get involved with. Do your research. Because again, you have to feel comfortable with what the end results are going to be, right? And for me, I knew I wanted to give back. So I created the Magic Johnson Foundation. And what I said, okay, what is the, I'm, what am I passionate about? Education. So I gave out scholarships and still doing that today. I wanted to make sure I impacted the minority community in the health space because we were, you know, we die earlier than everybody else because we don't go to the doctor. We don't go to the dentist. So I wanted to get into that space as well and try to help minorities understand how important it is to go get their physicals on and on and on. So. Those are the things that I'm passionate about. So I got into those things. Now, every individual, I don't care who you are, you know you love pets or dogs or cats or, or you know, love taking care of people. Then get into those fields because that's what's going to wake you up in the morning and take you to those places, right? Because if you get into something you don't really have passion or love for, you're not going to give 150%. And you're not going to make an impact or a difference in other people's lives. And that's what it's got to be about. I mean, we were just sitting back, you know, <laughs> chopping it up, reminiscing about the good old days and all that. <laughs> you know, tracking my roots, where I came from and where I'm going. Like I say, man, I say, man, I say, man. always said it. It's not about the destination. It's all about the journey. Ain't nothing changed but the weather. The dangling carrot that hang from the rear view. Uh -huh. Your dreams in the past ain't nowhere near you. Backseat drivers got nothing but two cents. Shotgun riders too biased. They all lie.